The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. to another week another monday it is the bostonian versus the book we are live on youtube and twitter at boston versus the book for those sports grid how are you you late night owls thank you for watching if you guys are on youtube tv by the way tell us how you watch us on sports grid we'd love to find that Please. out where are you watching us Please. i'm watching us on youtube tv because i've now switched over and i think it's so simple to watch this show to watch sports grid on youtube tv the lynn trade's coming on today maddie lindeman look college Linden. basketball in about 30 minutes, stick yep. around for that conversation from win bet. But first and foremost, you're not wearing a hat. Thought yeah. You're wearing a beanie. A little beanie. I see uh I see all the boys back east. Yeah. Um, when they're back east, like um KD has one on his head all the time. Correct. I've had one on my head all the time from okay. back in the day, and now that it's cold here every yeah. day in Las Vegas. I have to wear it when I go outside. I have to wear it inside because she still will not let you turn the heat on in this house. It's 64 in the house sleeping. I so wasn't this. Sleeping beanie too. So yesterday it was 71 in the house. It was hot. I was like, man, it's hot. So I turned Seven, the one. I turned the AC on, right? Yeah. yeah. So I went to went to bed, got up in the middle of the night, about 4 30 in the morning to get a drink. It was 65 degrees in the house. That's a little cold, is it not? I, I went, I couldn't believe your house actually is that consistently. I was frozen. I'm like, yeah, this is what 65 feels like in a house. Nope. That <laughs> was like a, a heat That's back on, saying. get it back up to 68. I like 68, 69, somewhere in that temperature range is where I'm cool with, but man, 65 is cold. <laughs> that is 65. You sleep good. You There's do no doubt about it, but you yeah. don't want to get up like, and I'm I'm wrapped up tight. Yeah. Um, I mean, I might as well show you because you ain't even seen it yet. You know what this is today. Wow, we're going opposite today, huh? I love it. Well, I mean, we're going opposite. I'm gonna try today. to get as much opposite stuff as I can from all the Boston <laughs> stuff because the Boston teams win every day. And now you got Marshan tweeting and talking about me going on cameo. I ain't getting you that cameo. Your birthday, but I know why Marshawn's on it. I'm going to start doing cameo myself. Are you really? Can you imagine? You Something should. They asked me to. They, they asked their... me to do it. You should do it. They, they they sent me an email and asked me if I wanted to do it. I said yeah. no. Yeah, I said I, no I, the I was... first time too. But yeah, you know, times are getting tight. If we don't get a sponsor and all this other <laughs> stuff, we're going to have to start hustling everything. Right. So I might start doing cameos, wishing people that you know, want to make good bets or bad bets or all this other stuff. We might take better or book it on the road and wish oh. people a happy birthday in a on certain cameos. Way. Yeah. Oh, I like that? it. So we've got a lot to get to, as Dave mentioned, obviously the Boston teams will be a focal point that we'll get into, but I want to start with boxing and what happened yesterday with Jake Paul. For versus... the record, that ain't my phone buzzing every time. That ain't oh, me. Was that me? Oh, wow. That, that was me. That Sorry. ain't me. 
Just only reason why now because the microphone now is on the table. Normally it was on the it was on the right the arm. Now it's on the table because I like it better this way. It's out of the shot. Nice. It looks less, great. Yeah, I just look, noticed that. You just noticed that we've been doing it for now since we came back from the Super Bowl. It's been this way. The arm was on there last week. What are you talking? It wasn't, Dave. Matt the arm wasn't on. Farrah, last week. tell him I, I haven't done this since we came back from the Super Bowl. Looks this has great. been the change. Yes, I changed it. No longer having the microphone in the shot anymore. It's like you know what? Let me see if it will just like this. And I think it looks better. So it looks for, great from a TV yeah. perspective. It looks better and it sounds the same. But show it looks, looks great on the TV. It does. Farrah's doing an unbelievable job. Producer Farrah, you guys follow him as well uh, on the Twitter. But like the show's really taking shape. We're, we're, we're talking to a lot of different people about a lot of different things, which is fun. And yeah. um, it's really it's do you feel like a lot of people I feel like in this space are slowing down. I feel like we're ramping up, Hero. I don't. I, I completely agree. And we, we've talked about this off the air, obviously, that the momentum for the program, I like it that everybody else is slowing down because we're siphoning their their audience. A little bit. <laughs> People are leaving other Adam shows. And the boys came back today, though, so I don't okay. know when they're going to probably take away some of the live That's audience. Okay. But the right. chat's popping. The chat yeah. is rolling right now. D. Weezy said to keep up the anti-Boston uh Sentiment. Oh yeah, it's easy to hate Boston. I've I've no problem hitting on Boston. It's insane right now. I mean, we have goaltenders scoring. We have that shots not counting at the buzzer. Way. That Jason Tatum sticking needles in eyes. It's Give beautiful. Credit. That hat looks good. I'm, I'm I'm contemplating that might be my Bruins. <laughs> if I have to partake in this Bruins thing, I might. That's uh-huh. not a bad one. No, I don't really. Um, I like the I, I like the one you got me better. I'm, I'm always going to be, I'm always going to be partial to that. The wheel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. always going to be partial yeah, to that. That's true. That, that, but smoked B is always going to be smoked, the thing, but, but the, the third, this is the alternative Jersey kids version, you know, big ass right. huge bear thing that they like to pull off. All right. Let's talk boxing. I rewatched it because the first time I watched it, I lost my stream. Not, not, not going to lie. I didn't pay for the darn thing. I won't pay for Jake Paul fight. So I, I found alternative ways to get to that to watch that fight, but I lost it. I lost a round and a half. I had to go back and rewatch the entire thing. I'll ask you, then I'll tell you what I think. Did the scorecards get it right in your opinion? Yes. I don't think there's a question. I I, I think he won the fight. Tell me. Um, Yeah. I'll say this for it being what it was. I love boxing. I don't like boxing. I love boxing. I know you love boxing too. Mm -hmm. I used to hit bags. I used to do all that stuff. I just love the mentality of how to train. And then this it's, it's it's a sweet science is what it's called. I love it. It's It's also the entertaining fight. No, it wasn't. I I just, I I disagree. (laughs) I didn't find it. No, I thought it was, I know. I mean, it wasn't highly skilled, but it was competitive for what it was. Right. And, and I would agree. I'll agree with that. The thing about the fight is this to me. It was 6-2. That's how I scored it. Went back and watched all of it. I gave two rounds to Paul. Tommy Fury's a bad boxer. Like, let's just be completely frank as to what Tommy Fury is. 23 years old, is he not? He's 23 years old. He's not a good boxer, okay? He's not skilled. No. But Jake Paul, this experiment about him being a professional boxer is over, okay? We've now seen him box. That's the end of it? Yeah, he can go fight KSI. And he can go fight these, you know, washed up MMA fighters. If, you know, Nate or Nick Diaz wants a piece, go ahead, fight them. But there were people legitimately trying to make Jake Paul a boxer, a professional boxer, that he was going to be able to fight the likes of Canelo Alvarez. 
Like they were actually talking Not about anytime him. Anytime soon, but like in five years? No, never. He will never, he won't fight a low level golden gloves champ. He won't fight anybody. Anybody of quality will kill Jake Paul in a ring. Jake Paul got hit at one point in time. Jake Paul got hit with a, with a one, two, one, two, three straight times. Yeah. Like he was a punching bag. Like he didn't right. pick up. He can't see what's coming. He doesn't have any real boxing acumen to be able to be a professional boxer. Right. He can be a sideshow. He can be a circus and he's a draw. All those things are real. I don't love the books taking action on it. I'm going to be honest. I, I know people want to bet on everything. So they want to bet on Jake Paul fights or, you know, whatever billiards or whatever it might be. You know, Drake puts an, an alleged 400K because stake.com gives Drake whatever he wants to bet, whether it's really money or not. I don't know. But did mm. he lose that much money? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Not to Drake. It doesn't matter. But Mm-mm. I, I just think watching Jake Paul finally fight somebody of a professional boxing rank in Tommy Fury is a pro boxer. We answered the questions. I mean, first, to me, you know, the last round he's was going to fight again. You know this, hundred percent. Right? They're going to these two are going to fight again. Oh, these they're going to match these two up. They're going to they're he has a clause. No, I know. So they're going to do it. Yeah, automatic rematch clause. They'll go back and fight again. Probably in seven eight months, they'll fight again. And do this again, and we'll see. I guarantee the pay-per-view buys were tiny for this. I mean, I I don't know if I need to see this again. Like, how are we going to sell this again? You're going to have to. Oh, dude, he's going to gig. He's going to change his way. I mean, he made the excuse in the ring. He said, "I got really sick during camp, and then I hurt my arm." I mean, even but I'll, I'll give the folks. I will say this: I watched a stream of the fight on the British television version of it. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck. I love them. They're so fun. Like, cause they're not beholden to the Jake Paul routine. Oh, of course so not. No, they all were just shitting on it the entire time going like, yeah, I don't know what this really is. This is just, this is two guys with gloves on. Am I calling it boxing? I don't know. Maybe it's just, it's just two guys who are going to yeah. hit each other for eight rounds. That's, that's about all I can really say about it. And I was in love because they weren't buying any of the crap or the hype and they weren't, they were doing exactly what everyone else was doing, talking like real about it, saying like, this is a, a circus, but they, in the interview with Jake Paul beforehand asked him, Hey, are you okay? Are there anything to worry about? Any injuries, anything that co- would cause you to have an excuse after this fight's over? And he was like, right. no, I'm perfect. Everything's great. I'm good to go. But that was only shown in England, I believe, because after the fight, Jake Paul was sick and had a bad arm <laughs> after he lost. So right. all of a sudden the excuses come flying, obviously like, oh, I didn't train well. So that's how they're going to sell the next fight that Jake now was healthy and Jake now is going to be able to be at full strength and blah, blah, blah. I came out flat. He said, came out flat, whatever, man, you, you, you are standing toe to toe with a guy who is really big in the, whether you can, you know, make fun of Tommy Fury for the love Island stuff or what he looks like or whatever, but he's a large human being about what to hit you to in the make face. Fun of the way Tommy Fury looks like the dude has put in the work. He's a, he's a freaking male model. Correct. That's what I mean. Nope. He's a. That's what they say, though. Being a male model, be having muscles doesn't really help you in boxing. Being being big in mixed martial arts and combat sports, muscles are fun to look at, but muscles don't really prove anything. It's well, it's about hand speed and technique. Three and has had like six or eight pro fights. Yep. Like, is it's, it's the quick. combined record of his fighters that he beat were like twenty two and one hundred and thirty. Some yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, they're really setting bad. him up, no doubt, to, yeah. to you know beat guys that can't beat him. Right. That's the game. Yeah. Um, 
I'll tell you this. I mean, I talked to a lot of guys, both, you know, in the States and out of the States as far as books. This fight did handle. Wow. There were people betting this fight for multiple dimes. I'm talking five figures. On you know, on on Jake Paul? Both. Oh, wow. Okay. Both. I mean, I get betting on, I, I've been getting on Paul just because of the idea that it was not real, that it was fixed. So well, you just go ahead. I mean, people were betting that, and then people yeah. were betting Fury by decision because oh. it could have gone over. Our friend BTB, beat yeah. the bookie, Rob, had uh, – you know, Fury by decision and nice. six to one or five to six one. Six to one. one. Close it. Plus yeah. 130. Well, he had a big price at, um, no, that was the fight. Oh, sorry. Fury yeah, 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 by yeah, decision yeah. was five to one or six okay. to one, something like that. So, uh, yeah, he won, he won three dimes. That was not a knockdown, yeah. by the way, for you guys who want to watch that fight over. Right. Again, he tripped him. He didn't knock him down. He hit him with a jab and he slew fluted him. He lifted the front leg. That's how he fell. It was not a knockdown. It was ruled a knockdown. The referee is going to be the main story. If you want to know how they sell the second fight, they're going to talk about the referee taking a point from both fighters and then scoring that knockdown, which was not a knockdown, a knockdown. Are they going to do the fight, do you think, in the United States? Or are they going to do it back over there again? My gut tells me over back over there because okay. of the money they got for it. But right. who knows? I mean, I don't know what the clause states. The clause... It probably happens in America would be my gut because Jake Paul is going to try to have to sell it somewhere else. So maybe he does it here. Maybe it's LA. I mean, he maybe tries to fight in Nevada. I don't know. I don't know if Nevada would give him a license. Has he fought in Cleveland yet? If he fights in Cleveland, I think he could really sell the fight. Look at that. You froze. Oh, you're back. Okay. Um, you're back. Cleveland, he would sell out though. I mean, he I, did. Yeah. He sold that. We well, didn't sell it out. They, they sold the lower bowl out at okay. where, whatever the name of the Cavaliers arena is. Okay. Yeah. But that's where his book has licensed. You know, that's what I mean. Like that yeah. seems like the next natural kind of thing that he can kind of use. I, I don't know. I mean, the kids asked me if we were watching it, you know, cause they just want to see him lose. Right. You know, they just, I mean, this is why if he plays that, that role, I think he can uh, keep doing this. But, I mean, if you're looking from this from a boxing purist point of view. No. Gosh, no. It was just no. the landscaper's back, by the way. Hold the on. landscaper's back. Hello, landscaper. Yeah. Hi. Hi, landscaper. I'll keep talking because the landscaper did not get the memo that between 10 and 12 on Mondays, you cannot come. Either come before 10 or afternoon. But right now, we're doing the BVB. He's not supposed to be here. So get it moving, buddy. He'll Let's be gone. Go. He'll be gone in one second. He just whenever he's right by me, like literally on the other side of a wall, and he's got the, yeah. the blow thing. Blow. It gets, he's just it gets blowing very, those leaves out of the way. It's always very doing. loud. It gets he literally I have a dog door in this room and it blows the dog door open. So it's quite chaotic in yeah, here. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's okay. it's 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 quite it's quite chaotic when he when he makes his passes through. But look, I, I I've talked to a bunch of people afterwards and boxing people that I respect and people that who broken down the fight. And, you know, Tommy Fury is a professional boxer. Like you can make the case. He is a professional boxer. There are guys who are worse in the pro boxing world than Tommy Fury. Right. But the question's always been with Jake Paul, like is Jake Paul at 26 going to be someone who could actually go and fight legitimate contenders in boxing? And that question has been answered. The answer is no, he cannot. You can't learn. You can learn the sport. 
if you go and talk to mixed martial artists, they'll tell you that the thing that they practice the least in camp is striking. Striking is the easiest thing to learn. That's why I, at 41, was able to go and learn boxing. It's not that hard to learn how to keep your hands up, how to put your feet in the right spot, how to pivot your hips and create power. Now, in the ring, obviously, things are different when you're in a real fight. But grappling and wrestling and jujitsu and things that actually take time to learn over years and you can't just pick it up in two seconds, right? That's more difficult and more complicated from a mixed martial arts standpoint. That's why Jake Paul going into, into MMA made a lot of sense because he's a lifelong wrestler. So he already has that background where he might be able to go in there or Logan Paul go into it. Cause they had, they were top level athlete wrestlers back in their hometowns. So that's where I think he may transition to and go and fight in mixed martial arts because he's got that base and that background. The boxing thing, I, I I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing for him. I think he's got a couple of fights left. The books making numbers and lines in markets legitimizes it. It makes people Does think it's it? real. Yeah, I think it makes people think it's real that the books take action on it. If the books said, no, we're not taking action on it, then I'll get the WWE tag. So having legitimate books take money on it is a big deal to me, not just offshores, but legitimate licensed casinos, licensed sports books here in, here in America right. are taking it. So I'd be very curious to see in the next couple of weeks, how the public perceives Jake Paul now that he has a loss. And I've already seen this, like, of course it was a split decision, right? It couldn't have been just an outright because two of the judges had it right. But one of the judges scored it for Jake Paul, which I have no idea what how fight could I that have happened. That's the problem, right? How in the world, because there was one guy, the joke is like there was one guy on the take and the other two weren't. But oh. <laughs> so like, you know, that's part of the problem. I mean, the joke, but uh, I mean, when you look at the numbers, you know, I got a picture of it. You look, you, you sent me a picture of it that your friend took the same picture. Yeah. It wasn't domination, but it was close to domination. I mean, he won. He, land, won he landed six punches around. That's all Jake Paul landed. Yeah, I mean, six punches around for eight rounds. He landed less than fifty punches. Like you, you yeah. can't tell me that he would. That was a competitive fight when no. you're only landing and you go, "Oh well, damage." He hit him harder. Those overhand rights. Okay, he stuck him with a couple of them, but he was never like Fury. Never was hurt. He never was stumbling backwards or trying to, you know, no, no standing eight counts or you know, the, the knockdown wasn't a knockdown. And then Fury just did very basic boxing things to Jake Paul, and he had really no game plan to stop it. Right. So, I Before mean, that, we move on. Yeah. Uh, I saw Teddy Atlas say that Jake Paul actually earned credibility by fighting this fight and losing this fight. Do you see any of that being a possibility? Who does Teddy Atlas work for? Does he work for someone? Yep. Who? ESPN Top Rank. Who had the pay per view rights in America? Let me think about this ESPN top rank. That would be how this, how ESPN plus had it. So just a little, just a little FYI as to gaining credibility. There's a financial incentive for boxing to exist on ESPN and for Teddy Atlas to be the lead boxing analyst. Um, there are some financial implications behind Teddy Atlas saying that Jake Paul earned credibility tonight. Cause I don't really know who he gained credibility with. Gotcha. He had to win, not lose. He had to gotcha. win. Okay. And he didn't win. Now, the, the scores were way off. I watched it again. Like I mentioned, the first time I saw it, I said draw because I thought just looking at the number of points really? being taken wow. out. Yeah, because I thought okay. the, the points being taken out, I was like, they're going to give these rounds to Jake Paul. 
Like this is going to be a four, four split because of what happened. And the knockdown is going to be a 10, eight round. And then it should have been a knockdown, but that's how they get to a draw is that knockdown. Cause the fake script that punt came out saying there was going to be this big, you know, black eye, swollen eye situation in the final round. And the doctor was going to stop the fight in the, in the final, the final round. Well, the script changed in terms of fury getting knocked down in the final round. And I was like, okay, they're going to rule this a draw. Then I went back and watched it again. And I was like, there's no way in hell this fight should be considered no. a draw. Like it's no. this was a one-sided fight. And Jake Paul had moments in a couple of rounds, but that's about it. He had moments. Six, two or five, three were the rounds. When that's what I had. Six, two, six, two yes. or five, three. And I don't know, going forward, they should make it an odd number. There should like UFC is oh. three or five. There right? should be no even number around fights anymore. It used to be 15 when I was little. It should be. Can you believe that they bought 15 round 15 rounds. 15 like, round I mean, it was fights. crazy. Insanity. Think about the round, the championship rounds now are like they say, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12. They were 10, 12, 11, 12, 13, yeah. 14, 15 back in the day. That's it's it's incredible to think about, but there should be no more even rounds. Just just let's do three, five, seven, nine, something like that. No more, no more even rounds. You know, it's interesting. I really wonder why that is. Because it's four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Yeah, that don't make no sense to me. I just, really wonder. That's a great I've never actually thought about that. Why yeah. are I'll have to ask one of my boxing people why that is. Why is it? Because when you fight your first amateur fight, it's four rounds. Four normally. rounds. Yep. Normally, then it goes to six rounds, um, then it goes to eight, then it goes to 10 when you're in professional high right. ranking, and then championship fights are 12 rounds right. for belts. Yeah. I wonder why that is. That's a great question. Why are there? Why is it even? I don't know. Let's get uh, Kevin Ioli back on or let's get the. They want the confidence. I wonder, do they want the controversy? Do they want a tie? I have no huh. idea. That's a really interesting point. I don't know. I think we're going to see it again relatively soon. And we'll go through the whole same sham, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Jake Paul, I'll just say this. If you wonder like, well, Matt, Jake Paul is 26 and he went toe-to-toe with a pro boxer. Isn't that impressive? Yeah, it is to a point because Jake Paul has enough money to be trained by the best fighters, the, the best coaches, and the best training help of anybody. I mean, I think if you were able to go ahead, if you were 26 years old and had millions of dollars and you could pay whoever you want to give you round-the-clock training you could look pretty good too i mean you could look pretty decent again striking is the easiest of all the disciplines so it's not that hard to figure out how to throw your fists so it's you know can you take a punch he clearly could take a punch and he got hit pretty that's hard. where i would drop off i wish i could take a punch i don't know if i could take a punch anymore but i would love to do it i pay somebody whatever they want get in there and train and hit and do all that stuff i just don't want to get hit anymore i don't think i could get hit i'm impressed with him you're not allowed to get hit in your head ever yeah, that's probably again, a bad idea. I'm, I'm not Listen, allowed I cut myself shaving today. It took 10 minutes to stop yeah. bleeding. You're, you're, like, you're I was never like, allowed. I will never allow you. If you ever try to get into a ring, even for fun, I never will allow you to get hit in the no, head. Your computer no. has already gone through enough trauma in the last three years. You do not screw with the mainframe. Leave it alone. This is true. <laughs> Good point. Don't rattle that thing. You're right. You're right. Right. You don't know what can happen because of it. Heck, I can't even get hit in the head anymore. And I want yeah. the one coming out of what you came out of. So good point. Good point. No. Okay. We're not doing that anymore. No more. Yes. All right. Uh, let's talk about the weird controversy of the weekend and then get to college basketball with Lindemann coming up here yep. in about 10 minutes. What 
got into Alabama's Brandon Miller, where he thought and his teammate thought it was a good idea before their game against Arkansas to get patted down in the pregame introduction. Do we not not understand the implications of all the stuff like outside of what they're like? Who? You know how the kids come to you sometimes or they do something and you got to tell them as a parent, listen, that's not smart. Don't do that. This didn't come up at any point. Not, not, not at any point. I mean, a teammate, a team captain, somebody didn't say, Hey, um, you know, that thing you do, you've been doing all year where you get patted down when you get introduced. Yeah. Let's scrap that because now you're in a court document as bringing a gun to a place that was then used to murder a 23 year old woman. You handed the gun to your former teammate who currently sits in a jail cell facing capital murder charges in Alabama. And maybe you shouldn't be doing anything to reference getting arrested and getting patted down. Just, so they've been just me. So, so let's be clear. They've been doing this all year. Correct. He's known about him bringing the gun all year. It just came out last no, week. But the pat down thing pregame. This has yes. been going on all year. Yes, this is his, this is his. Okay, because neighbor Patrick stopped me today when I was driving around the neighborhood, and he goes, "Are you going to talk about on that show you do with that Boston guy about <laughs> the Alabama guy and the pat down thing that he did over the week?" And I'm like, "Yes, we are going to talk about it." But is there anything specific you want me to talk about? Right. And he said, "Well, is he going to get? Is this going to affect his draft status in the NBA?" No. I don't think so either. And that's what I said to him. And he got mad and he was like, well, why not? You can't be doing that stuff. And I'm like, listen, I think they were doing this all year. It just became very, well, the pat down is not the problem though. Him playing is the problem. <laughs> people are more upset about the pat down. People. They are. You're right. They are correct. Cause it's tone deaf. A young lady lost her life and, and you were involved in it. Maybe you didn't do anything technically wrong or technically illegal. But how is bringing a gun to an event that's then used to kill a young young woman, how is that, that not a violation of team rules? I mean, this is putting Nate Oates right in the spotlight. Like, hey, coach, uh, first, you let him play the whole year. I get why. When the story broke, he scored 41 points against South Carolina and scored, I believe, eight of the 10 points in overtime for Alabama to beat South Carolina. Right. So he clearly rose up when he, when the controversy or the noise got the loudest, Brandon Miller went to work on the court, but you as a coach, you don't see any need to discipline a player who was involved because you said you've known this the entire time. Your quote, he didn't do anything wrong. You said it to apologize for your own words as to what you said in reaction to the story breaking. And now Brandon Miller does this. I don't know, man. I would, if I'm Alabama, I would sit him down for the last two games of the regular season. Just say, look it, we'll play him in the tournament. Let's just let this cool down a little bit because the spotlight is really, really bright and hot on Bama right now. It's really bright and hot. I think on Alabama, on Oates, on him. But at the same time, he has been doing it all year. Yep, the pat down. So that, I, I mean that that that. To, Look, this is par for the course for Alabama to to have a player that is playing through controversy. This is nothing new. 
This is not like anything they have Alabama basketball before. or Alabama football. Bama athletics. Oh, this is this is nothing oh. new. They've had all sorts. I mean, this is nothing that they can't handle. That they are just going to let everybody else. It's the mentality down there. It goes back from the fifties and sixties. It goes back to you know George Wallace. That they just that you're not going to tell them what to do. And if their coach says we're not penalizing the kid, Bama will circle the wagons like anybody else and stand behind Nate Oates and go, "Yep, our coach said that he's playing." Right. Not going to be done. No outsider is going to come in here and tell us how to police our own business. It's all, it's all very, um, I, I, I think the important thing is that uncomfortable is the word it's uncomfortable, but at the same time, like focus on what's important. And obviously it's, you know, the victim, the story that others, that's not what's important to them. That's the problem. Like, I agree with you. It's what important to what's important to Alabama is winning the national championship. That's what's important. When people say it's the SEC, it just means more, right? They're not lying. They're telling you the truth. They're saying the quiet part out loud in the slogan. But it's not like some cutesy little thing. They mean it's the most important thing. Winning is the most important thing. How we get there, nah. well, you know. I I mean... I don't know. I can't relate to it. But nope. Because you know, you're a Big Ten person. Yeah. I've always said this. Big Ten people are able to put sports in the proper context as to where it's supposed to be, which is in the toy department of life. In the SEC, this is your meat and potatoes. Right. This is life. This is not something you just casually do. This is what you are. I just think about, I think about, you know, the woman that's that's gone, the family that had yeah. to get that call. I think about all that stuff. I ain't thinking about no basketball game in Auburn coming in on Wednesday. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, just not. Yep. But but they want to beat Auburn, and Brandon Miller sure as shit better be on that court. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what's just the difference. Like for them at this point, they're gonna get a are they gonna get a one seed? I mean, like they might be the one number one seed overall. They're gonna win the SEC tournament to get that, I think. I agree, but they could know. be. We'll ask, we'll ask Lindemann stuff like that. They're on they're sure. on pace to be the number one team overall. Uh, so we'll get to that. Speaking of Lindemann, yep. is it bad for Handel if Kentucky and North Carolina both miss the dance? No. Because they're both potentially going to miss the dance. Uh, it's better when the Blue Bloods are in the Final Four yep. than when they're not. Um, but because those two specifically, contrary to people that both watch the show and like the show, and if you do hit the like button while you're here, that live in Kentucky or North Carolina, <laughs> it ain't that big of a deal, <laughs> at least as far as handle. You know, Good it's know. a big deal for odds because okay. those are the easiest ones to make. Okay. You know, they're just the same pretty much every year. It's it's either single digits or or just over double digits, anywhere from five or six to one. If they're really good, as low as three or four to one, to eh, they have a chance maybe to get to the Elite Eight or Final Four, depending on the path, make them 12 or 15 to one and take the bets and move on. Um, did did North Carolina make Kessler's? Was, was, was that one of the four that he bet that night? I believe taking so, yes. a shot? Yeah. Well, Defending champs. I mean, it's they're going to miss the dance. <laughs> they're seven and a half point favorites tonight at yep. Florida state. Yep. 
who we'll just beat Miami over the weekend on a buzzer beater that was incredible. We'll get to that with Lindemann. That's a hundred percent part of the conversation. Right. Right. Speaking right. of buzzer beaters, do you see Arizona State beat Arizona on a last yeah. second sixty foot shot? Phenomenal. Love it. If you had Arizona State money line, <laughs> hello. There were so many fun things like that on Saturday. There were so many fun games like that. Um, this is that time of year. It starts yeah. now. And, um, you know, and it's, <laughs> we've been watching it all year. And, you know, you're on kind of a heater with the college basketball, which has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. You hyped up that Bradley Drake game a little too much. What? Uh, no Bradley. way. What? Did you what? watch it? No, you were texting. Awesome. I didn't watch it. It was what? so good. It was so good. Oh, that game was awesome. That game awesome. was phenomenal. Great game. No, I, did, I, I did not over. I did not overhype the Valley Championship game at all. No way. That was a great atmosphere. That was an unbelievable college basketball game. That was so fun. Did you watch the Iowa stuff this weekend? Well, that's the next point. The next one. I was the. I didn't even put the Bradley game on the rundown. I put the Iowa game on the rundown because I still don't know how the fuck Michigan state lost that game. I have no idea. Now they not only lost P roll, they didn't, they didn't cover. cover. I don't, I have no idea how Almost this happened because, because I had one of the worst bets ever on the under for the Clippers and the trailblazers. Now Clippers and the Kings. Oh, Friday night. Oh, Friday night. One of the worst. For as bad as that bet was. Second highest scoring game in the history of the NBA. Yep. And I was on the under. So I got that. But was one loss. Who gives a shit? Correct. For as bad as that bet was on Friday, the bet on Saturday, the over in Iowa, Michigan State was as good because that thing. Oh, that was easy. Sailed over. Right, 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 right. Yeah. They combined for it was the third highest Big Ten scoring game in the last 40 years Mm. for Iowa and Michigan State. I have. Absolutely no idea how Michigan State put both hands around their neck and squeezed. It was 91 78 with 134 to go. 91 78. They're down by 13 points with 94 seconds to go. How's that happen? You can't lose that game. Like impossible. You can't lose it. Should never happen. That's a that's a bad beat. That's a really 20 11 yeah. run including yeah. five three-pointers on eight attempts for Iowa. And it included Fred McCaffrey's most awkward stare down of a referee that I have. I don't know. I can't say ever, but it was one of the worst moments I've seen for a coach in a long time. I, I think, um, I think we might have to do that with Lindemann. We might actually <laughs> have to see if we could do a stare down with Maddie like that, because he's been stared down like that in risk rooms in the past. Oh, and, Oh, we've all done it. We've all had it done to us. Sometimes you got to just look at like somebody will say something and you just stare at them. Like, did you really, did you really mean that? Or did you really say that? <laughs> Customers have done that to all yes. of us. On okay. yes. I get that. It yeah. becomes, yeah. it becomes a standoff. You said what? <laughs> you just sit there and stare at them and wait for the race to go off and then go, Oh, I guess you got shut up too, too <laughs> fucking bad. So uh, that was a good stare down. That buzzer beater that that uh, what's her name? Caitlin, Caitlin Clark. Clark. She's amazing. unbelievable for Iowa women. Amazing. Yeah. Come off. How about the screen? The screen to get her free was so nice at the top. Curl around fadeaway three. She stumped on. She did a LeBron. She jumped on the scores table and started doing the whole hoot and hollering. Was phenomenal. Iowa with that win on Saturday and a win on Sunday. Carver Hawkeye had a hell of a weekend in college basketball. 
pretty wild to see. Pretty fun and, to and see. Make sure you ask Lindemann. Don't forget if Kentucky's going to make the tournament or not. Back to my first question to Lindemann, actually. Let's go, let's oh, go bring him bring right. him on. Hit him we're, with that right off the top. We're, we're, we're starting with, with his team as to what the hell's wrong oh. with his team. Matty Lindemann from WinBet joining us once again here on the Bostonian versus the book. Matty, Matt, and Dave, how are you? What's good, guys? I got a great story about that Iowa-Michigan State game right off the bat if y'all want to hear it. Let's do it. Oh, hit that first. Go. Uh, one of our customers asked us to go ahead and grade that game so that he could bet his winnings on the next game that was about to start uh, with about 30 seconds left in regulation. I mean, it had to be the most amazing thing. He bet it in running. He had oh. something like plus three and a half, plus four and a half, asked oh. us to grade it uh, before the game was over. And uh, didn't, yeah, didn't get to bet that next game as it turned out. So uh, that we were sitting there just stunned. We couldn't believe of all games, someone to come in and ask that. And then for that to happen, I think they said it's only the fourth time in D1 history that a team's come back from like 11 down with less than a minute left, something like that. So uh, the old, pretty the nuts, old try to grade the game before it's over yeah, sorry, because I'm buddy, just going to can't, can't help you. Yeah, because I'm just going to bet it anyway. So can, can, can I can I turn those winnings just, over? Go ahead and pay me. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Uh, what was Saturday like over there? Just in general, because college basketball is heating up. I saw you put up some stuff on conferences, you know, to win their individual conferences on us. I'm going to let you tell everybody about that. But tell people how much, I mean, the job is the job. And some days it's hard. Some days it's you hear a lot of shit. But this is a fun time of year, is it not? And Saturday was a microcosm of that. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much going on that we aren't even really as involved in the booking of the games of college basketball and NBA as you would think. So um, we're going to have our, we're going to have a lot more hands-on approach in March. We're going to be booking a lot more of the college basketball, but right now we, you know, we got Massachusetts up and going a few weeks ago. Yeah. So we've got two systems going, we've got a lot going on between the, all the states. So right now we're not as involved with booking the games. We're more getting futures up, doing MLB stuff, uh, monitoring stuff like, uh, you know, the in running stuff like that. Yeah. So we're going to be jumping in more with the, you know, events that we expect a little higher handle in a few weeks. We'll probably book the, you know, the power five, power six conference tournaments and then the NCAA tournaments. But right now it's literally like, yeah, let's just cover all our bases. Let's make sure the golf's good. Let's make sure we got all this baseball going. Let's make sure we're staying on top of the NBA futures, which you can really get uh, tripped up this time of year. If you're not, you know, paying close attention to that stuff. So there's a lot going on right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, we weren't necessarily booking those games. We didn't have any big decisions, uh, but uh, it's fun to see some of these buzzer beaters coming in and some of these yeah. games, uh, you know, it really is starting to feel like March. It's kind of cool to have a Saturday with just three absolutely crazy uh, last second shots going into, you know, this final week of the season. We'll get more with Winbet and Encore and what's going on in Boston here in, in a second, but you're a Kentucky guy. John Calipari was my alma mater's best coach ever. I will UMass's peak was the final four appearance. My freshman year in college. It's been a long time since that happened, but Cal with your team at Kentucky, everything I am reading that it is not good right now in Kentucky for wildcat fans. How are you feeling about your program? And if they miss the dance is Cal gone. What? Okay. Well, I think with what's happened in the last like two weeks or so, they're not going to miss the dance. I think they've, They've done enough between beating Tennessee, beating Auburn like they did on Saturday. I, I think they're in the dance pretty firmly now unless they just, you know, lose every game from here. But so, I mean, from a short-term perspective, I think things look promising. The team's playing well. But 
I told somebody the other day, this is my least favorite Kentucky team so far under Calipari, just for the simple fact that they pretty much showed us the first few weeks of the season that they don't have the ingredients to make a deep run and win a national championship, and they're not an elite team. And now they're kind of making do with guys who weren't supposed to be playing starting a guard, you know, the guys that were supposed to be in the, in the starting backcourt haven't really panned out. I don't know how that's supposed to work in March. You know, if your best player is a big man, you're going to be banking on referees not you know screwing you for six straight right. games it's really tough to get through six straight tournament games without a ref that calls two fouls on Chibwe in the first five minutes so <laughs> if you don't have guard play I don't know how you're supposed to make a deep run and I don't really see that with this Kentucky team so despite how well they're playing you know I think you look at some of the wins you know Auburn's down this year Florida just lost their best player yep. Tennessee's kind of in a rut right now you know I don't know Ooh. if I've seen a single win that has made me say, hey, this Kentucky team is really a contender again. So uh, I feel like they're giving a little bit of false hope right now in Lexington. So we'll, we'll see. I don't know. If so, he goes to Texas, hold on, if he goes to Texas, is that celebratory or is that upset if you were to go take the Texas job? You know, I think that 14 years in Lexington, Kentucky is more than enough time as a college basketball coach. It is such a hard job. Like I yeah. really would not blame him. And I think it would be Kind of a mutual agreement at this point. Like, hey, let's try something different. Wow. You know, I, I don't think there would be the hostility that there might be if this, you know, super incredible recruiting class that he has coming in next year, uh, if they disappoint next year, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be a lot like when Tubby was here and it was just kind of awkward for a couple oh, of years. Tubby years. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was in college for that. Yeah, it was not great. Tubby couldn't wait to get out of town. So, I think he's he's probably not going to Texas because he wants to see this next class through. I think it's probably his best recruiting class yet, and that's saying a lot. So I think he's going to see how next year goes. But, yeah, if they don't make a splash this year and then next year is another one of those years where they're top two, top three preseason and end up losing eight, nine games in their yeah. four or five seed, I don't think he's going to be around after next season. So he needs to make, you know, do some damage this year or next. Like Enough with the Kentucky bullshit. All right. Okay. Okay. People in the brigade want to know what Maddie Lindemann thinks as far as NCAA basketball futures. Like, it is the hard – this is really hard. Like, you could sit there and book this stuff and all this stuff. It is really, really hard. We sat with Kessler a week ago, and we started talking, and Kessler's got a pretty decent opinion about college basketball. He summed it up like this, Maddie. What did he say, P. Rolt? Everybody uh, sucks. Everybody sucks. Everybody sucks. <laughs> is this like, is there any position that you guys have, or at least, you know, uh, are taking a position with anybody or are you just going to just book it and let it fall chips where they fall where they may? You know, all I can really tell you are the teams that I don't like that much compared to the price. I don't have any teams that I'm like over the moon about, you know, we protected Alabama all the way down. Um, and then, you know, people just bet them at 10 to one, 12 to one, eight to one, right. whatever now anyway. So like, we don't win any money. You know, I loved them when they were 30, 40 to one, but right. you know, they're the most complete team in my opinion, but now you got all the off the court, mm -hmm. you know, controversy. Yep. I don't know what exactly is going to happen with that. I think it might fuel them. It, it might actually be a benefit. It, it might be a rally for them to circle the I, wagons. I don't know. Even if this kid is, you know, completely, you know, found to be innocent, like it's right. just so much pressure. Like you got to feel like there's a hundred million people watching you rooting against you at that point. Yeah, so yes. it's going to be a lot of weight on them. And then I think you look at the favorite Houston, they're the same, they're in the same exact spot as the Zags have been in so many times. They're the team that beats up on mid-major competition. They've got an inflated power rating. They're the clear number one. And then when they come in and they play elite talent, 
in the tournament, they just don't stack up. And so you've got the final four in Houston. You've got Houston alum Jim Nance calling his last final four in Houston. How much pressure is that for Houston to make that final four, to get and win that national championship as favorites? It's too much, in my opinion. I think, and we we saw it last year, you know, they followed up their their most impressive win over the last two years was was that Arizona win in the Sweet 16. They followed it up with a dud against Villanova. Right. I don't know if they have the juice to like get through six games against really elite competition uh, with that amount of pressure on them. I don't know. So I think we kind of have another year where it's like a Gonzaga last year where I don't really trust a favorite. So right. I, I'll go as far as to say I think this could be the first year since 2014 that we have like a four, five, six, seven seed as a champ. Like I, oh, I think it's okay. that. I mean, the two seeds are really, really strong this year. If, if right. you want to bet on the ones, twos, or threes, this is a year to take the twos. But – I think this is a year where it's wide open enough and there's enough parity that I, I really wouldn't be surprised if if some team came out of nowhere and won something. Is Mattress Mac on anything at WinBet with you <laughs> He's guys? He's got to be coming with the Cougars, right? I was thinking about that the other day. He is. He I'm going to be in trouble because I've already taken way too much Houston. <laughs> so if he comes in and this guy's going to put us out of business with Houston champions. Oh, but, that's uh, fine. Take that. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. We'll be all right. You mentioned the conference championship markets you guys have put up, and you mentioned Gonzaga. So Gonzaga beat St. Mary's over the weekend. St. Mary's beat Gonzaga at St. Mary's. Obviously, they come here to play the West Coast Conference Tournament. They're going to run into each other in the championship game, and we'll see what the rubber match game is going to work out with. What numbers do you guys have up for Gonzaga in St. Mary's to win the West Coast Conference Tournament? Now, this is a cool one, because if you go and look at Ken Palm and Torvik, which everyone swears by, right. you'll see on both sites that they have St. Mary's above Gonzaga. Yep. You look at the line from Saturday. What was Gonzaga laying like? How many? Close, on close six. Yeah, five and a half, six. six. Yeah. yeah. And then you look at the betting markets for the West Coast Conference, and Gonzaga is the favorite. So I think we open minus one twenty-five. Okay. Gonzaga plus one twenty, St. Mary's, and then everyone else is a long shot. Um, but uh, yeah, I have Gonzaga like two or three points above. So Gonzaga is really high in my ratings right now. They're up there in the like top five or six, which is probably you know similar to most years. It's a little inflated, but uh, that's a team that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they do because they, they don't have a target on their back for once. You know, they get to go right. in with that underdog role and no pressure. And I could totally see them being the three or four seed that beats a one seed, you know, in the Sweet 16. Are you going to go to any of the uh, the tournaments or tournaments? I don't know how to say it. This time of year, everybody <laughs> says tournaments. Somebody sent me a thing. The English people say tournaments. They do. The American <laughs> people say tournaments. I don't give a shit either way. I just want to know <laughs> if I'm going to meet you at one, two, three, or four of these conference tournaments here in town. Cause we got six. How much does it help you to see this stuff in person as opposed to um, just on TV? No, going is, it's not helpful. I don't think, you know, going and spending two, three hours watching two teams this time of year is not, I'm not saying I'm not going to try to go. But it is probably a waste of that time. That sounded like you said you're not going. That's fine. I'll, I'll go with someone It makes else. sense, though, right? I mean, he, he can me watch out. 8, 10, 15 teams on a Saturday or go to yeah, one like, game. I mean, it's a big difference. So we got uh, the mobile coming in mass on March 10th, right. the Friday of conference tournaments. So I'm probably not going anywhere that Friday or Saturday because we don't even know what we're going to be dealing with those two days. So, um, oh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be madness for that. Okay. All right. Well, uh, our second week of mobile and mass is going to be uh, into yeah. a tournament. So have That's- you gone to Encore yet? Have you seen your property yet in Boston? 
I went in the summer. It is gorgeous. The the book is gorgeous. And from what I've read, they're expanding. So it's yeah. they're going to have a second sports book or sports betting parlor, I think is what they called it uh, yeah. in the papers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the place is gorgeous. I mean, it really is, you know, just like walking through the winter encore in, it's in Las crazy. Vegas. It's, it's beautiful. It's yeah, so weird. So, um, no, you pinch yourself. You're like, wait, wait, am I back? Yeah. Where, what's going on? How did I teleport all the way back to, to, to Vegas? And the book yeah. is nice. I, I, I like the way it's set up that, you know, it's really going to be fun to watch mobile. And I can't believe I'm going to get to go back to my home state and sit on my couch and actually bet and have to drive to New Hampshire anymore and do it actually in in my house, which is going to be so, so wild. What's your outlook in terms of the Big East Conference? Because I have a ticket on Creighton to win the championships, to win the Big East. Maddie, Maddie, just be truthful. Tell yes. them the truth because they're not they're not winning the tournament. Just they may them. not, but Nova, I'm curious. What's your take on oh. Villanova and how well they're playing? Oh. They just smacked the Jays over the weekend. They're playing yeah. as well as anybody in the conference right now in the Big East. Who do you like out there? Yeah, Villanova's interesting. I had to drop them. So we have in Massachusetts only right now, not in the other states, we have all the power conferences up. So we have Big East up. And uh, we took a bet, I think, on uh, Villanova 20 to 1 the other day. And I had to go down to 12 to 1. I do think that they're they're peaking maybe a little too soon. They're putting okay. a little bit of it. The, they're putting mm. themselves on the radar for the rest of the conference. I mean, every single team in that tournament is going to be dying to be the ones that kicks Villanova's ass after what they've yes. done to everybody else in, that, yes. in the tournament over the years. So uh, it looks like UConn is finding their form again. They're starting to play like they were, oh, at the, you know, back in November. So I think that you got to have respect for them. And uh, you don't buy I, Marquette though, right? You, you don't buy them, right? They're good, but yeah, they're a surprise. I, I don't know. I think, I think they're probably a step behind. They're maybe a little more vulnerable in terms of getting upset, mm. but it's, I mean, it's going to be a really interesting tournament. You got uh, Providence is one of those teams that just is really gritty. They're always in the mix in the tournament. That's the team we need to fade actually the most. Uh, they they love betting Providence up in uh, Massachusetts. So uh, we really need Providence. Jeff Benny, baby. That's the, Jeff Benny. Hey, Maddie, that's the only place they bet Providence, though, because yeah. all on Twitter and all over the they country, Providence is the team that doesn't deserve to even be favored in games. They're always too, too not high enough. People love betting against them. So that's crazy to hear that. Oh, wait, in New England, they like betting Providence. Yeah. That, yeah. Providence is our college, Providence and UConn are college basketball teams we got to avoid. It's nothing quite like the Celtics and uh, Celtics and Bruins. Oh, are, fuck. Are, oh, quite, quite a thorn in our side right now. But, Damn it. Uh, they're a thorn in your side. We <laughs> named the show Bostonia versus the book on a whim. The, the Bruins win every goddamn day. I mean, the, but the, the Celtics win every day. It's oh, annoying worry, no, as the, hell. The, the Celtics lose when they sit everybody and they're 9.00. So. That's yeah, it, right? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's only happened 16 yeah. times all season. It's unbelievable. Risk, risk management. Um, you know, it, it's funny because even Dave, speaking of Providence, the pros were betting Georgetown this past weekend, which I was like, I don't understand. The line was coming down on that. They won by 22 points over. It was How like you bet Georgetown ever. Like, I, I don't know. I was like, I laid yeah. Providence. I was like, thank you. I'm laying seven points. I was like, Kim Palm had it at 10. I was like, Georgetown's horrific. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, Actually sit there and Providence went in there and killed them. It was over at halftime. They don't get it right either all True. the time. We've talked about this. This is why the books exist and guys like Maddie sit there and take <laughs> the bets. So I used to say the same thing. Let them bet it. Move the number. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Speaking of numbers, you do a tremendous job with the baseball. Uh, always have. 
and you put so much work into like season wins and different things like that. How's the baseball handle been at WinBet? And, um, you know, throw the people a bone a little bit, uh, maybe a team or two that maybe they're not looking at. And, of course, you better say the Red Sox season win under. Yeah. Oh, my God. We need that so badly. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, everyone, I mean, what person in Boston is walking into <laughs> Encore going, give me the Red Sox under 78 and a half wins? I don't like, know. Nobody. This, <laughs> I don't know if this makes me a good or bad bookmaker, but I open it low. We open it at 76 and a half. And we let him bet it at 76 and a half. And we let him bet it at 77. We let him bet at 77 and a half. And then I clicked it up to 78 the other day and someone came under us. Okay, we got to go back. Uh, That's it. Get a breath out. I mean, we're going to need it badly, but I don't want to give away a bunch of uh, sharp money under. So we need Red Sox to stay under 76 and a half for quite a bit. Uh, Yeah, that's only, we have all the win totals up in math right now. They're all minus 105. Um, We've gotten some action on Nationals under, but we shaded that up a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten, I think they've been betting twins over, which I don't really, I don't see that one necessarily. Minnesota people bet the twins um, over every yeah. time. And now that, you know, the night the, the sharp guys, they always bet that Minnesota twins over. Yeah. That's fine. I, I don't know. I mean, most of the action has been, been stuff we've been looking for where we've been off market. We took some Marlins over money. Cause I mean, that number seems really, really crazy to me this year that they're up in the, the mid seventies. I mean, they're gonna have to keep everybody healthy all year for that to, Right. To hit. So we've taken some, yeah, some Marlins over, but I'll be honest. I mean, they really did a, a pretty good job this year. You know, Dave, you talked to me about the pirates over like way back when it was what, 62 and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wish I'd gotten that, but now it's up to like what, 66 and a half. 66 wow. and a half. Yeah. You can't, yeah. can't bet it at that number. So, mm-hmm. yep. you know, really the only thing, and it, it just absolutely terrifies me to go. Cause I think I gave out Braves under last year and, and they made me look really bad, but I don't see how the Dodgers are winning 98 games this year, 97 games. I mean, in that division, they have suffered so much attrition through losing guys of free agency and injuries over the last couple of years. I mean, the pitching staff isn't even remotely as deep as it's been. And Walker Bueller's out for the year, lost guys in the bullpen. I mean, you get past Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, it's just really not that imposing of a lineup. So um, I think with the Padres emerging, as a, I mean, they just look like a juggernaut to me. Uh, Giants should be competitive. D-backs look like they're improving. I mean, how how did the Dodgers win 97? I mean, I know they won 111 last year, but that's it's a big ask. So, so how much does the schedule change? Because the I, baseball rule changes are 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 going to be a mess. Like as far as it's going to be an adjustment to make totals. I think games are going to go over a lot more than they were in the past mm-hmm. without the shift and all the bases being bigger. But like the schedule change. The good teams in divisions like the Centrals aren't going to play those other teams 19 times anymore. They're playing them 13 times. That's that's 20 games like in the AL Central that they don't play the Tigers, the Royals, and um, the, the the other bad team in that division. So the White Sox, yeah. you know, can't just feast on that. That come into play at all with the season numbers? Yeah, I spent so much time reading about the rule, the schedule changes, trying to figure out how much it benefited and hurt, you know, certain teams. And the, right. the takeaway, yeah, I really had was the NL Central was probably the most hurt of any. I mean, the AL Central's hurt, but you get to play more interleague games against right. the National League. You know, the NL Central's got to play more games against the American League now, and they don't get to play as many games against each other. So uh, I played uh, Reds under is another one I played, which, I mean, really not anything cute to it. I just don't understand how that team's winning 68 games with – you know, Luis Castillo's a Mariner now. Tyler Molly's a twin. 
you're you're asking right. Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo to be the the aces of a staff for 162 game season. I just I don't see how they're winning 68 games. Between the Reds and the Pirates, it's, it's been uh, unders has been almost an annuity that we uh, we continue <laughs> yeah. to get every year. And that's your team, that's my team, and it sucks. I would just wish they would get good sometimes. It sucks. Well, yeah, I, I you know like the Pirates and the one team that I think. If you look at how things set up, the Tigers look like they should make a big jump this year. But I can't bet on these organizations like the Pirates and Tigers. They just they, You see it in the betting markets, too. I'm sitting there every day. I'm like, man, it's betting markets. Fucking hate the Tigers. Like, do not like the Tigers. So you can't, no matter what it looks like on paper, that team, you can't bet over on teams like that. Organizations no. like that, they're not really committed to winning. So, nope. um, so when we've talked last year in – August and September, we were talking a lot about the Orioles and what they were doing with this young nucleus that they were getting experience. They were beating teams up and now they head into this year without having to see the Yankees nearly as many times as they have in years past. What's your take on Baltimore? I don't know what to think. I mean, it is crazy to me. I did not think that they were going to be in the, you know, upper seventies in terms of win total. I thought it was going to be more in like the 75, 74 range, but they, I mean, the organization, you know, unlike the, Pirates and Tigers and those, you know, some of those other organizations, they're doing it right. You know, they've, they've built it up the right way. It seems like they know what they need to do, the types of guys they need. So you can trust that organization a little bit more. I just, I mean, what a, it's a really tough ask. You really want to ask them to go win 80 games again when, you know, the Red Sox and none of those teams in the division are laying down. You know, that's the best division in baseball right. most years. So yes. I don't know what to think. I, I think they're going to be an exciting team, but. Yeah, 80 wins again. I, I don't know. Last question for me, sir, before we let you go, get back to work. <sighs> you know what T Foss would say, right? You remember? Oh, no. uh, I mean, like, and, and I got to ask you a hockey question before on the way. Oh, man. Okay. Are the Bruins going to win the fucking Stanley Cup? Like, seriously. I mean, he's wearing this fucking Bruins hat. We're going to talk about the Bruins. I wore the Oilers shirt. I'm trying everything I can to, to resist this. You're taking bets in Massachusetts now. Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, who's taking his team down, Matthew? I don't know. I mean, we have uh, – so we got the young guys, the hockey guys in the room, and they're sitting there trying to justify why why the Bruins aren't going to win the Stanley Cup. And I'm saying it sounds like wishful thinking over there. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know. We – we really got to fade at least one of these two teams, the Celtics or the Bruins. I will say thank God for Kevin Durant. I mean, what a blessing for him to go oh. to Phoenix because that oh. uh, that catapults them when they have him and Booker on the court with Aiton and Paul. That'll put them well above everyone else in terms of power ratings. So uh, I can okay. sleep a little easier at night. But the, the the Bruins, I don't know. I haven't followed hockey. I don't know who's supposed to do it, but they just win every single night. Every every night. Goalies yeah. are scoring. It's a beautiful thing. Maddie, great <laughs> stuff, man. Thank you for coming on. We'll do it again soon. Holy right. Hug. All right. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. That is Matt Lindeman from WinBet joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. We can go right from that conversation into Linus Allmark. First goaltender in the history of the Boston Bruins to score. And not only does he score, Dave, but he hits the puck line for the Bruins. It was phenomenal. I'm not going to lie. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was out and then uh, I see it and I'm like, wait a second. He scored. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a second. When's the last time a goalie scored? It was three years. Covered the puck line again. Our guy, Otto, 
is now texting us and, and, you know, DMing us like we have a thread now, yeah. <laughs> a daily visit and opinion. And I was out and I was like, covered the puck line on that goal. This can't be like the goalies are scoring and covering the puck lines. This is magic. Um, and Sway, Swayman was more excited than. than oh, yeah. The whole, the whole the crowd went. I mean, the whole, the whole bench went the ballistic. Bench went they nuts. went crazy. They couldn't believe he shot it. Oh. And it, it was like not like kind of in. It was dead center. Like it smacked the back of the net, dead center. It was an incredible shot. I mean, he yeah, you can he tell knows. he's been practicing that shot a lot. Yeah. Like he's been waiting for his chance yeah. Yeah. to fire a puck the length of the ice. Oh, and it smacked hard into the back of the net and they went crazy. Like they just went absolutely bonkers. Yeah. That was that was so much fun. Much fun. So all right, Bruins Oilers tonight. Swayman is expected to be in net. If this game ends 3-1 Oilers, I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> if this game I, I have so much riding on this game right now. Oilers. Why? Because I have Bruins Celtics parlay, Bruins money line over six and a half on this game. Oh, <laughs> oh, you have everything tied to it. I have everything tied to it tonight. Okay. My night, my night rides on this. At least if the Bruins lose, they got to lose four three, which is very possible with Swayman and Net and the Oilers being the opponent. I know you're you're a lot more not anti Swayman, just pro Allmark. I'm so pro Allmark. Allmark is so much better than Swayman. He is so much better than Swayman. It's not even a question in my mind. Swayman's gonna give you gonna give up three goals a game. Like he just is. Like you just I just pencil that in. When he's in the game, it's three. But then they, they and they know that they gotta score more. McDavid's on one right now. He is just did look you out. see that game? Yes. Did you see that game? Yes. They were down four nothing. And he basically took them on his back. Yeah. And tied the game with that short or got them within one with that shorty. And then slap shot to tie it. They ended up losing. But the Edmonton overs have been so easy. The total yeah. in that game was seven and a half. It did close seven and a half? Seven and a half. Who had it seven and a half? Fandle. Wow. They had their game on Friday night, seven and a half, too. It just tonight, the hell tonight, with it. tonight we got to just make it seven and a half. We're done with this seven bullshit. Yeah. It's six and, and a half, half now at Fan, FanDuel minus one eighteen on the over. On the over, yeah. Man, oh man, I don't know. I, I, uh, if the Bruins win, this game's going under. So, under. like, I mean, so like, it's, right. it's. I'll right. hit two of the three bets. If it goes under under six and a half, Bruins are winning. Edmonton's not winning a low scoring game against Boston tonight. That's not. I happening. don't know. If, Edmonton's ever winning a low scoring game. Yeah. So like it's just like I don't Edmonton, know in the playoffs. I don't know now. I don't know. I mean, you just watch them play and it ain't it's worth scoring five. Like you can it's a different mentality. You can see it. They're not protecting a lead. They're going. They're going. They're going. Everything's go, go, go. Yeah. Um well on the year, they're 40, 17, and three to the over on the season. Four zero. Yep. 17 and three to the over. Yep. And at home. And I'm going to say, I think I like the under tonight. That's <laughs> insane. I got to, I, I mean, seriously, I got to question everything I'm, I'm thinking of doing. Edmonton is 19, eight and three to the over at home. What's the discord channel address? <laughs> BVBshow.com slash chat. BVBshow.com slash chat. BVBshow. Yep. All right. No, I, I got, I'm getting texts right now from, some people down south 
You want to get in? Know. Come on BBBshow.com. in. BBBshow.com slash chat. Chat. Yep. Come All on right. in. The there Boston Bruins on the road this year. If you want to talk about just, you know, they've been a road team or a road under team yep. This, yep. this season, but they've really yep. been a road under team. They are 15, 13, and one to the under on the road. Over the last 10, they're six, three, and one to the under. So, I mean, it's not heavy, not like Edmonton. <laughs> Problem is the Bruins score. When you're giving them the opportunity to score, they score. And Edmonton's going to give them opportunities to score. Boston could score six goals tonight. Does it look like does it look like the Seattle game or does it look like the Vancouver game? It's far more likely to look like the Seattle game for, I mean, right. Skinner's in net tonight. That's confirmed. So it is, uh, Swayman's unconfirmed, but Skinner is in net for Edmonton. That's confirmed. <laughs> Trent junk just came in and said over to, over to number. Yeah. Over, over to, to number. Um, the PSA. Thank you, Addison. PSA Bruins are 29. Oh, and three when scoring first. Yes. If they score first, if they score first, it's a wrap. Hammer, hammer them, hammer that money line. If you're not already involved, I'm already involved, but I would. How about if they score first and then let them tie it up? That's the (laughs) The, time to bet them. To bet it. Right. Yeah. Bet it it pregame. And then if they score first, you can take a much bigger plus just in case this would be the game that they actually lose when they score first, which only has happened three times in a shootout. Skinner, by the way, is as a 2.93 goals against average at home. He's six and seven. He's allowed 48 goals at home in 16 games. Damn, son. So it's, I uh, D. <laughs> what was that? Noise? He's, he's given up. He's given up three tonight. Okay. Just put him down for three goals. And then it's a question of how many goals does Swayman give up? And I think he's giving up at least two. Bruins could score five open net on the road. Swayman's goals against is 2.83. That's a full goal higher than at home where it's 1.83. Auto just came in the chat and said, if it's Swayman, he likes Edmonton team total over as yeah. did big Rob B. Yeah. Big Rob Braley said so what, two and a half total over three and a half is plus one thirty five over three and a half. Three well, and I'm half. good. I'm good. If Edmonton scoring, if they score three and a half, Bruins are scoring three. So over is hitting then. Then it's over six and a half over for the game. Yeah. yeah. So either or, I mean, Boston's not being held down tonight by Skinner and the Edmonton whoa, Oilers. That, whoa, that ain't happening. Whoa, whoa. What if they do? That ain't happening. What do you mean? Edmonton's yeah. not slowing down the Boston Bruins offense tonight. This is the Oilers practice jersey, by the way. I had to break oh. this out. I haven't worn this in years. Nice. But I got that when I went to the Stanley Cup in 2006 oh. with, with my buddy Barry, who's, uh, whose cousin was the trainer for the team. Yeah, so so um, Boston, during this, well, let me see. They won five in a row. How many games? They won more than five in a row? Uh, uh, let's see. We got to gotta do this. We got to give all these yeah, they, they've won seven. They've won six in a row. Yeah, that's in, in the six games that Boston has won, they've scored three, six, three, six, five, three. <laughs> they haven't scored less than three goals in every game during this road, during this winning streak. Be tonight either. Yeah, they're scoring three goals. So Boston's got three. So if you like Edmonton over three and a half, that's seven. Over six and a half. Bet them both if you want. There you go. Damn it. Again. God. 
So it's, it's possible, but I'm not, I, I don't normally get involved in this many markets. Snap your I'm, fingers. Snap I'm your fingers. I'm good. Right, you're, you're back. Okay. On, on one, I'm not normally involved in this many markets on one game, yeah. but this is just too good. This you is spread only, out, you spread this out is, pretty thin. Like I was on a craps table. You got to, this uh, is Boston's only time. They're only time we're going to play there all year. We play there once. That's it. Are they going back? Is this a Stanley cup preview? No. Oh, well, it could be very I mean, fast. It's, it's possible, but no. Edmonton's it, not winning the West. They, I mean, it wouldn't stun me because of McJesus. So you got the best player in hockey on the ice. So right. okay. if he goes God mode for the next four months, okay, maybe we're sitting there in June. He's playing in the cup finals, but fair. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 whenever you have a player of that caliber, they're in the conversation. He's just dumb. He's on the ice. He looks different than every other player with the puck on his stick on the ice. It just, it's different. The ability, the ability to skate that much faster than everyone else when they're all NHL players. Right. Like when you're in juniors and peewees and all this stuff, there's one or two kids that just skate faster than everybody else. That's fine. It usually doesn't happen by the time you get to the <laughs> NHL. There's times he gets the puck like by his own blue line, and then he hits that gear in two steps. Literally two strides, and the defense was like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. Can't catch him. And then nope. you try to swipe by, and he does that thing with the body, and he holds it out, and then he just either shoo. It, he's so good; it's so much fun to watch. So, yeah, I don't believe they are they are actually there, but I don't know. We'll see. You're wearing the Vegas hat. I'm wearing the Vegas shirt. Yep. Colorado tonight matchup in the West. Yeah, one of these two teams could be in the Cup Finals. Mm. Who do you Thanks. like tonight? Uh, yeah, you know I I hate that logo. By the way, it's a do cub, you? It's a cub ripoff. What are you talking about? They wore this. This I was know, back I, in the day I, when I, I was a little kid. They were the Colorado. I, um, I don't like. This. Uh, put it in the chat. I, I don't know they are. what it was called. Avalanche. <laughs> no, they weren't the Avalanche. They were the Rockies. I think. Who hockey? Uh, the Rockies now. Yeah. The Rockies. No, no, no. Team. That's the baseball team. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I forget what it was called. Somebody tell me what this logo was A- AHL team? No. NHL. That's the state. That's the state logo. That's yeah, the they state put it state. on the middle of the uniform back in the day yeah. in the 70s when they had a team. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the logo of the state. Yeah. It was Don't like it. Somebody search what it was. It looks it was like the Cubs to me. When I, I literally have to check myself and go, oh, right, that's Colorado. <laughs> it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't click that that's Colorado. Yeah, it was the Rockies. I remember uh, there was a defenseman named Barry Beck that was on the Colorado Rockies. That was, you got to see these teams once a year in Pittsburgh, the Western Conference teams, literally one time a year. So if you didn't get the tickets, couldn't that was go. an NHL team. Yeah, Colorado Rockies. Yep. Yeah. When yeah. did they disband? Yeah. Before I was born. I have no. I have never actually heard of an NHL team. I'm 45. I've never heard of an NHL team named the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It was the late seventies. What t- what year were you born? Seventy seven. Oh, they were still a team then when you were a little kid. Yeah, they were the Colorado Rockies from nineteen seventy six to nineteen eighty two. There you go. There you go. Thank you, sir. Six Appreciate years. You. Who the hell has a franchise for six years? Well, nobody went to the games. <laughs> Holy crap! They, <laughs> they stayed went to the six years. That's a incre- that's amazing. Oh. Yeah, that's not even like a cup of coffee. That's 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 barely even like an album being yeah. played. That's nothing. 
Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Pharaoh. That was good. Uh, well, they moved to New Jersey. They became the Devils. That's what they did. That's it. Yep. They moved to the Devils. And then the Nordiques came to Colorado and became right. the Avalanche. Right. Yep. That's what happened. So, yeah, this has the Avalanche on the side. Uh, you can't see it right here. How about so it has that? the Avalanche logo on the side. And then the thing like that. I like I like the Avalanche tonight. You yeah, team re, re, team relocated in 82, 83 and renamed the New Jersey Devils. Yep. Yeah. Huh. I did not know that's where the Devils came from. You could have. Well, I would have, I would have gotten a lot, a lot of questions wrong if you'd asked me that trivia question on that on the Colorado. Uh, I like uh, this, the, the total in this game. I don't like it. Under. Yes. Under? Yes. Under. This is an underplay for show. Yes. 8-1-1 one, one, Vegas. Under of last 10 on the road. Last 10 on the road, 8-1-1 one, one to the under. The Avalanche not completely healthy, yet still the odds-on favorite in the West to win it all. Confirmed by both TFOS, Jay, Junkyard Dog, all my hockey guys that I talk to consistently. Okay. Odds sure. maker guys said that the Avalanche still need to be – Please. They need to be the favorite. Please. Please. Just feed me Colorado. Please. Really? Please give me them. Please. We'll beat the shit out of them. Oh, I can't wait for that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll bang, whoa, whoa. We'll bang them. In the West. We'll bang them so hard. Really? We, oh, my gosh. They played so much hockey the last three years. What about oh, they're so hurt? You're just going to go to altitude. You're just going to show up and win those games easy? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Not worried. Win all four games in Boston. You're good. You win the cup. True. Birds are going to have home ice, the whole thing. So I'm not worried about that. But it won't need, you won't need seven games for that against Colorado. Oh, no. Bruins, yeah. Bruins, Bruins, Avalanche. I'm in. I'm so in. I am not. Gotta I'm worry not, about the Oilers tonight. Forget about all this Avalanche. I'm worried talk. about Dallas. You want to talk about who I'm worried about? Worried about Dallas. I'm worried about somebody who actually can play defense long enough to hold the Bruins down. Win 2 1, 3 2 hockey games. That's who I'm worried about. Dallas is going to kick Vancouver's ass tonight. That's our second. That's our next question. So why is Dallas minus two eighty five? Then why aren't they higher? As they cannot score. <laughs> they played. Listen, and that was a that. hell of a hockey game on Saturday night. Uh, like Dubsy would say, Saturday night um, against the Knights. Watched the entire game, and uh, I was going back and forth with Gumpy because he's all about the Texas hockey. Yeah, he should be. They're good. The the Knights had a chance to get an empty net goal at the end of the game and did not shoot the puck. Pass got intercepted. They turned it around with an empty net. The Stars tied it and ended up winning it in a yep. shootout. Yep. These games are crucial at this point in time. And the Knights, oh, man, that was a frustrating loss for them and the fans. They're and better on the road, though, Dave. This is true. They're a better road team than home team. This is a dead under game tonight the, the the Vegas Colorado game for that reason yeah. they play a good road game yeah every game yeah i agree and i like the under in this game too in vancouver dallas uh huh you like under in a vancouver game only if we get the confirmed goalie matchup that i want i need silvos in net mm the kid, after they threw him to the wolves, I read an awesome article on the uh, on the athletic last night on this kid. So he's been their star pupil of the Vancouver goalie pipeline. They've been waiting for this kid to come up and have a shot. Their goaltending has been such crap this year. They finally yes. said, 
fine, play him. Let's see what he can do. They oh. threw him to they threw him to the Wolves against the Rangers, gave him five goals, three in the first period. But since right. then, three games, two goals each game, six goals in three games given up. Nothing He's wrong been with pretty that. good. You can get a guy to come in and allow two or less. We should win more than we should lose. There's I not agree. I mean, like that's any that's any goal. Like and Ottinger is gonna get that. the heavy workload now because Wedgwood's banged up. So Ottinger's gonna be in net. So you get the number one goaltender for uh, for Dallas, Dallas is nine and one to the under over their last 10 games at home. It's another, right? So I, I bet I, I said last night, the books put it at six for a reason. So they, they agree that Silvos being in net changes everything for Vancouver because a six for a Vancouver game is ridiculous. Like they're the number one, them and Edmonton are the that number one over teams number one overs, yeah. in, in the NHL. So it should be six and a half or seven every time Vancouver plays, except this kid changes everything as long as he's in net. So there's, there was a, there's right. still a question. Okay. He's unconfirmed right now, but I bet it last night, if he's not in, if it's confirmed to be any other goaltender, the other two, I'll bet the over. I'll, I'll punt up the whole game and bet the over and just not sit out and not have any side. The problem is, is that um, like Dallas is due to like explode on somebody. Eh. I'm telling you, do, it's do they, have the fi- they have the firepower to do it. They just not scoring, and then it's like the wild though. I mean, it, you can have all the chances if you want. If the guys can't put the thing well, in, the, the wild net. aren't getting chances. Like they're they're, they're not getting. Sh- I mean, like. And their power play, actually, their power play looked pretty good. I watched their game yesterday a little bit, how they came back and won that game again. I don't know. Um, Dallas has scored two, one, one, three, and three the last five games. They don't get no power play goals. They get no, no they get power play chances. They don't get no goals. Yeah. Um, cool. Six is a really good number. Four, yeah, it's two, good. five, one. That's good a push that's potential. The final of this game. 100%. Right? Yep. Very, very possible. You can like. Yeah. But like you're saying, they don't get much many opportunities. Vancouver is also sneaky this way. Well, they'll jump up and beat you. If, if you're not able to score, they'll beat you 3-2. So that's why I was like, we'll just bet Dallas on the side. I don't know. I think Vancouver might be live to win the game. Vancouver's live to win the game? Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't, I think you look at the way that the, the Stars are one in four over their last five games. At home, they lost to Columbus four to one, lost to Chicago four to three, went to Vegas in a shootout, should have lost the game, like you mentioned. And they're coming back here against Vancouver. Mm. So I mean, you might go, oh, Vancouver. I don't know. I, I think Vancouver's live to win the game. I think plus one. You want to take plus one and a half goals? Plus one Vancouver? and a half is not a bad bet. Plus it's one and a half is definitely not a bad bet either. So I mean, right now, if you want to yeah. take plus one and a half goals, it's minus one oh six. Not even expensive okay. to take nope. Vancouver. Nope. So I, I think it's very possible Vancouver's in the game. Three, two, three, one, you know, or, or three or two, one, three, two, four, three, somewhere in that range. DraftKings, thanks to our boy uh Johnny P. Periodakis is in yeah. the chat. He said DraftKings is a six and a half juice to the under in this game. So okay. um, how much how much? Well, wow, because the over is minus six and a half under six and a half unders minus a quarter. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I like that. A DraftKings bet the under six and a half, pay the juice. I love that. I didn't have that. I mean, here in Vegas, we don't have that here. I don't think anybody's at six and a half here. Five games tonight. uh, Detroit, Ottawa, Vancouver, Dallas, Boston, Edmonton, Vegas, Colorado, and Chicago at Anaheim. Boy, there's going to be friends and family only at the Chicago Anaheim game tonight. (laughs) If you want to go out to see the Ducks. 
hosts the Blackhawks. Total goal scored in a game, 31 and a half. Under. Grand Salami. Is this an uh, undernight or an overnight? Undernight. Overs juiced minus 120. 31 and a half. That's interesting. Because of uh, Edmonton, Anaheim, and Vancouver. Right. You have three of the highest scoring in giving up goals teams in hockey. Um, I love to look at this every day. Uh, for you guys that are new to hockey betting, there's the, it's called the Grand Salami. It's a total yep. goal scored in the game. You can make an over-under bet. doesn't matter if one game gets eight and the other one gets two. It's just add up all the goals. So when you add up the total tonight, six and a half, six is 12 and a half, plus six and a half is 19, 25, and six is 31 with some juice to the over. So that's how you get the number, 31 and a half. You bet so over under. Just so you guys know, we have the number one, number two, and number six. Under teams. Uh, over teams in hockey playing tonight. The number one, the number two, and the number six. Uh-huh. Anaheim 33, 25, and two. Okay. Vancouver 37, 19, and three. Okay. Edmonton 40, 17, and three. Wow. There you to go. The, to the over. That's why it's 31 and a half. That's why it's a little bit overjuiced. Okay. You could wind up with 30. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be woefully under. Right. But if if I'm right with with the Vancouver and Dallas and Colorado and Vegas, unless Anaheim turns into like a 7-5 type game. There you go. I'll be Put okay that with the in under. the notes. We might have to clip that. That's the final score, 7-5. That would <laughs> be that hilarious. Game. It's possible. Yeah. Right? It's not, it's not impossible. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's six and a half. It's juiced to the under, which is amazingly enough. Oh, Chicago Anaheim? Yeah. No, no, no. It's all it's six all juice to the over now. No, FanDuel. I'm looking at it right now. FanDuel's got juice to the under. Chicago Anaheim, six over minus a quarter, minus twenty everywhere in the world. Oh, it's six and a half at oh. They, at they decided FanDuel. to say the hell with the six, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six and a half. There's one, two, three games, six and a half, and there's two sixes. Colorado and and Vegas and Vancouver Dallas are the only sixes. Others are six Johnny, and a half. Johnny P just said the salami will hinge on the Bruins Oilers game. Beautiful. Under. Good. There you go. Well, no, I like the over. No, he's probably right about that. I like the over. <laughs> the end. No, I bet you the just, over. You just, yeah. you just swim like this. No. I like the over. I had to forget. I forgot who was in net. Swayman's in net. So I like the over. It's, it's going to hinge on the Bruins Oilers game. That's I'll not a bad that. point. Right. If it's six, if it goes six, five, that's the problem. Right. I mean, if yeah. Swayman's bad, it, it really comes down to Swayman. Skinner's giving up goals. Does Swayman give up goals too? That'd be my question. How's the yeah. game not seven? Yeah, it's a good point. Goalies, right? should, no, just, should just, just move it to seven. Johnny P, if you're working, just move it to seven. See what happens. It should be seven. Yeah. I'd, I'd, uh, yeah. I mean, again, Boston yeah. five has scored three or more goals in all six games on this run. This winning streak. They scored, <sighs> scored five against Nashville, six against the Islanders, and six against Seattle. Right. But yes, it's a very good chance. The first game on the road trip was 6-5. Second game was 3-1. to one. I think the first game will be mimicked more than the second game. Right. Here okay. for Boston against against Edmonton. Uh, okay. The Lakers just had a, a historic night. They lost LeBron in the process. We'll see how long he's out with this ankle injury that he suffered late in the game. But she Lakers came back. Stunning, stunning fashion. Yep. Down 27 points heading into the fourth quarter. Yep. I think you're going to be right. I think they're going to wind up with the six of the five seed. 
LeBron got hurt though. He did turned an ankle. It came back, but he was limping. Teams were 0 30, 0 and 138 this year, heading into the fourth quarter, down by 27 or more points. Damn it. That is so nice in person. You can't see it on this camera. It's washes a out. Shame. Yeah, it washes out. It says Lakers. It really does nice. It looks nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Anyhow, it's Carolina. It's a perfect hat for the Minneapolis Lakers. It's a perfect hat for the bandwagon. Laker fan who who is also a North Carolina fan or a Duke fan, also a Yankee fan. You know, that goes with everything. Duke, Yankees, Lakers, that person exists. North Carolina, Yankees, Lakers, that person exists. You're right. They do. They They come in the book all the time. (laughs) Slap them upside the head. Everyone, I I know a bunch of them. I've spent my time slapping them around going, you can justify this any fucking way you want. You're an idiot. Oh, makes no sense to me. I, the picking and choosing of sports teams drive me crazy. I mean, we can't tell them that at the counter when they come. I know you can't do it. I can say it like that. But it just it drives me absolutely on the show. Bonkers, crazy. It drives me nuts when someone's like that. Like, there's no. Well, I'm from like Omaha, so I don't really have a team. Yeah, right. You could be oh. you could be a KC fan. You could be a fan of Minneapolis. Like, there's all bunch of teams you could pick, but you decide to go and cherry pick the biggest bandwagon fan bases that there exists. Sometimes people just pick it because they're on TV the most. There's Steeler <sighs> fans all over the world because the Steelers were on a lot and there's Cowboy fans. Okay, all so over then the why world. aren't there Braves fans everywhere then? There are. There are in the South. They're no, in the South. How many West Coast Braves fans do you know? No, 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 not West Come Coast. On. West Coast is its own world. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's own world. But there's a lot of people that were – like when I was growing up, TBS, the Superstation was right. on. The games were on. Oh, yeah. Braves, I mean, you know, WGN and the Cubs, same well, thing, right? I mean, same thing, same thing. But the Cubs stunk. Like <laughs> Braves did hot. too for for a while. A I mean, time it, the Braves, except for the nineties, the yeah, Braves stunk. In the eighties, I was trying to be a Dale Murphy fan, but it just they <laughs> couldn't. They never won. And then the no. Pirates had to play them. And then I definitely don't like the Braves chant nonstop all the time. Um, Whose chant is it? The, is it the, the Chiefs chant or the Braves chant? Whose is it? The same put, chant, same song. Put that in the chat. Actually, that is it. Florida State's chant, or is it Florida like, State's chant? Yeah. Those Who, who's people, actually is it? I don't know, but those people want it. They can have it. I've had enough. <laughs> of it. I know. I was at the damn in the 1990 in, in playoffs, and the Braves Pirates fans, Braves. They wouldn't stop. They just wouldn't nope. stop. It was in Three River Stadium, and it was annoying as hell. So I just um, – I don't like that chant. I like the Lakers. Okay. Look, that was – how do you come back from 27 down? How does that happen? It's embarrassing. embarrassing it shouldn't happen. for the Mavs? Embarrassing for the Mavs. You see that picture I posted of Mark Cuban? Yeah. It's wilting before our eyes. <laughs> I was going to text him yesterday. I didn't think it would be a good day to bother him. No. I need him to get. I need him to get that like close seat. I'm going to try to get him on the show. Oh, and get get Mark on the show. I'll geek out. I'm, I'm a Shark Tank in this house. We watch Shark Tank every episode. Madeline we watch it a lot. It's our too. show. Oh yeah, put Mark Cuban on. Madeline will freak out. She actually will know somebody who's on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's. She'll be um, like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. yeah, Mark looked real sick watching that performance. Was I was sick happy. for him. Yep. Like was, I was like, listen, they were four point favorites, four and a half point favorites at close. It was the in game was up to like twenty nine and a half 
or something at one point, and then you just watch the meltdown. You know what that told me? It told me more about the Mavs than it did about the Lakers. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. There, you've injected Kyrie Irving to that team. out there. Yes. Uh-oh. You put Kyrie Irving in that locker room. Of course, lots of people worked yeah. out in that locker room. Yeah. So Dame went for 71 against the Rockets last night. That was fucking awesome. 71. <laughs> 71 <laughs> points. He had 13 threes. Like 70, 71. Hello. There's no, there's no other, there's no other way to describe that. Like, you know, and I was getting texts last night. What are you going to make his point total next game? You know, blah, 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 blah. It's, all right. Listen, let's just appreciate it for what it was. Houston is going for Wimba Yama. Like yes. they're, they, they just, they should just cancel the rest of the season. This is nothing. Can you book them? Can you, oh. trust, can you trust a number on the Rockets the rest of the year? No. No, no, that's, this is, this listen, we talked about this last week when you mentioned, you know, why you don't have to make up fake arguments anymore in the media. Cause that's what they used to do and all this other yep. stuff. And uh-huh. I talk about the reasons why I don't miss booking the games, booking the NBA in fucking March. It's terrible. It's, it's, you got, you got teams like Houston that literally should not, they should stay in Houston, not travel to the away games, just open the doors for the home games and say, just come on in, hang up 125 on us, and let's go home. We're trying to get this new kid, this young kid that's going to come change our franchise. So here's, by the way, just the next couple of weeks for the Rockets, in case you're curious. They play Denver on Tuesday at home. Oh, They God. play Memphis on Wednesday on a back-to-back. At home. They, at home. They play at San Antonio with a home-and-home home on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, that should be fun. Both <laughs> teams trying to lose. Yep. Then they play Brooklyn at home. Then it's at Indiana, home for Chicago. And then here's this stretch. They play home against Boston, home against the Lakers, home against the Pelicans, again, home against the Pelicans, then the Warriors, then two games against Memphis. They're going to get from, from March 13th. They win to- one more game. They went from March, right? <laughs> from March 13th all the way until February 24th. That two week stretch was are all playoff teams. They're all playing for something. How many games do they cover? That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. And that seven game stretch. One? <laughs> Maybe. You but go 61 against a number. I don't even know the number. We're just saying what would they get because they're going to get killed in all of them. We know they're going to can't make the damn number high enough in those games. Yeah, that's the problem. Like even if teams sit everybody, you literally got to go beg for the money. If the line, if the market's ten, you make it twelve and a half. Just go get the damn money, please. Can somebody take the dog? This is when guys do you a favor. Yeah, they're like you know, listen, you've been killing us on the props. Okay, (laughs) you got to start betting the Rockets for a couple weeks, please. Give give a little back to to keep the cause going. Like do me a favor. You have to have these discussions because nobody's betting them. And the team they're betting against is in every money line parlay. Yeah. If people do basketball teasers, which again, Brigade, don't do cool. basketball teasers, especially no. in the NBA. Or Please totals don't. too. Do not tease totals in the NBA. No need to. Stop. Do not do that. But do not do but that. but the against the Rockets is is just literally like a daily trip to the store. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> go pick up the winner. Yeah. Let's yeah. go get it. Go through. It's great. Yeah. So Celtics got a huge win against Philly. Game of the night in the NBA is Boston at the New York Knicks. This number hasn't moved. Jalen Brown's out. Number hasn't moved. Two and a half. Knicks are hot. Is he hurt or is he just out? 
I think he bumped his face again in the Philly oh. game. He, he, he got hit with him and B kicked his head. I think his face is really sore. Oh, he's got okay. a broken face. Yeah. Like, like the jit got a broken face, broken face. It's not broken fun. face. I don't even know how you put that on the injured list report, but broken face. Um, <laughs> I, what am I going to come on and say to, to bet the Knicks? Why not? Like, you could. It's it's justifiable because it's justifiable. Yeah, and then it'll happen again. The the, <laughs> the the Celtics will win. Like I said it on Friday, that on Saturday, the Sixers would win. They they and I've come. To They've the won. Knicks have won seven of eight. Knicks have won five in a row and seven of eight. They're hot. Trying to do that reverse jinx bullshit. I see what you're doing. Uh, I, it's not rever- I'm just, this is a, a a logical argument to be made for the Knicks tonight. I'm serious. There's a logical <sighs> argument to be made. This is like picking between two really shitty foods that you don't like. <laughs> I got to pick the Celtics or the Knicks. Come I don't on. like either one of them. Come on. Boston's the only. I, I don't want cowboy ribeye, baby. This is this is a meal. Yeah, this is like liver <laughs> or onions for me. And if people put them together and say they like it, Ooh, no, I hate not. liver and onions. I never had it but one time in my life, and I ain't never having it no more. By the way, just for everyone to know this, because people have talked about this. So yes. the one good win they've got is they beat Philadelphia to start the seven the seven wins at eight, but they beat Philly, Orlando, Utah, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Washington, and New Orleans. Eh. So, eh. This is beat up on bad teams. I'll give you that, but this is the Boston Celtics coming in where they love to beat the Knicks in New York. Who they doesn't love, love to beat the Knicks in New York? But Boston really likes it, though. This is this is high on the priority list. Beating Phillies, awesome too. But beating the Knicks and the Phillies on this road, or Knicks and the Sixers on, on this road trip, will be really nice. I mean, look, back you see the NBA card tonight: Miami, and Philly, Kaka. Detroit, yeah, Charlotte, Kaka. This is Orlando, and this game's not on national TV. Can you believe this? Nick Celtics is not a nationally televised game. Why would it be? Because it's a I just told you why. The Knicks are a big game? Yes. And they're hot. Oh God. I'm surprised. I'm gonna have to listen to James Young talk about the Knicks all during the show tonight. 100 <laughs> percent He's right. gonna be all about the Knicks tonight. He's gonna be all, all in on New York. All about the Knicks. I think Tatum over? Go, game Tatum goes might, over, right? Tatum might go for 50 tonight. Game's going over. 223 and a half. It's light, no? My hot take is that Tatum goes for 50. Okay. He's had three this year, I think. I think, I think he might get number four. It was such a clutch shot on Saturday oh, night. Oh, God, was that so money. How about the pass? The pass is getting overlooked. Marcus Smart's bounce pass was absolutely perfect. Had to and be then, perfect. And then Embiid throws a three-quarter heave in that goes in. Like <laughs> I was like, it's in. No, it's not even close to being not on time. Because he knew it. He ran. I love the fact that he just was like, oh, I didn't hit it. And he ran. Yeah, he, and he went like this. No, once he, I, I, once I, he walked off, I was like, we're good. Uh, I was nervous about it. And then he walked. And I'm like, okay, we're all good. All right. Time for better to book it. I got a bunch of games to throw at you here for better to book it. Okay. Under six, Vancouver, Dallas. This is hard. Uh-huh. I think we'll book this one. Okay. I think Silver Dallas gets healthy. I think Dallas they, gets they, healthy. They can get healthy all they want. Four to one. We're good. Five, two. 
I need Ottinger to be good. As long as Ottinger is good, this game's going under to me because I don't think Dallas scores five goals. Right. I'll be stunned if Dallas scores five goals. I'll just yeah. take my cap to it and move on. If they score five goals, I'm wrong. Okay. It's, so not, it's not a bad bet. I mean, I, I I think it it's very well likely to end on the number. Yeah. Um, but the last yeah, time I, that Dallas Stars scored five goals was in a 6-5 loss to Calgary on January 14th. Damn, son, that was over a month ago. <laughs> they don't score five goals. So if they score five, I'll tip my cap to Dallas. I'll move on to, okay, I'm wrong. That's unbelievable. Okay. Yeah, can't see it. Over one and a half goals, first period, Dallas, Vancouver. So Cal Degen pulled this little stat. I like this one. We'll bet this one. Teams that Minus come 135. Of, is that the juice? Yep. Teams oh. that come off of a road trip to Dallas, sorry, to Vegas. Okay. In their next game. Okay. They go over. If they win the game at Vegas, their next okay. game is 13 and one to the over in the first period. No, for the game. Oh, oh. And the, and the first period is, uh, 12 so and you four. just went against a 13 and one trend. Correct. Because okay. it's Silvos. Sure. Silvos is a net. Okay. And then, uh, it's 12 and four first period over. I did trail this. Wow. Yeah. What an unusual thing to unearth. Thank you, SoCal. Because they, they, what Great. we've learned is that the Vegas flu is after. It's not before anymore. Oh. Guys would come in and party before the game, play like shit, lose. Now they play the game, then they party, and then they go out. Then and then there's hangover effect the next game. Yep. Interesting. So the Vegas flu is the next game now, not Vegas. Okay. Well, I like uh, I like this one over first period. Okay, under okay. six, Colorado Vegas. It's oh, up. this got to be a B squared. Ooh, really? I haven't done it for a while. Yeah, yeah. we need something to, to spice it up on a Monday. All right, let's, I like let's, it. Let's, let's 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 do this one. This will be a B squared game. Um, for those of you new to the show. Doesn't happen often. We don't like to use it. We're not one of those towel services that likes to have, you know, an eight <laughs> right. star play every day and all this other stuff. But a B squared play is something that we both really like. It makes a lot of sense. It could just lose just as well. Yeah, of course. But but I like this one. I like it. Sports Grid, thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back coming up tomorrow. If you guys are live on YouTube and on Twitter, don't move more with Better to Book It and more for BVB. All right, Chef Benny Parlay, B's and C's, plus 190. It never ends. <laughs> I'm just, I'm betting it. Never so it's now, the record is this. The record for this parlay now is uh, 14 and 13. Sorry, 14 and 11. Up it four won. units. It it won again. Yeah, 14 11. Yeah, but 14 and 11. No, sorry. Yeah, it was 14 and 13. Now it's it 15 14, and 13. Sorry. 15, 15 and, 13. and 13 up four units. That's all it's up? It's uh-huh. a two-game parlay. Uh-huh. So you only lose 13 units. It's paying almost even money half the time? <laughs> yeah. That don't make it? sense. Oh, I guess it does because it's money line. And they've <laughs> yeah. been big. There was even minus 450 in certain games. Correct, staying corrected, sir. Um, Connor Winsky said he's going to have the uh, the Vegas hangover effect this weekend. Vinny put out. Uh, uh, I'll send you a DM, 
and find out where you are. Yeah. Let's we'll go have lunch or something. Yeah. Because I think he's still here. Right? Oh, good. Well, I don't know if he's still here. If he's still here, we'll try to hook up later. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's know. So, B's and C's. I mean, it's good value plus one ninety. It's that's what's one of the better paying ones. They're both it's on up. the road though. I'm booking up. Okay. Bullshit. <laughs> Dude, well, somebody's losing tonight. I wore the Edmonton jersey. Celtics. Maybe that this game they lose. Nah, Celtics, Celtics might beat them. Or Knicks might beat the Celtics, but I don't. I don't think the Orioles beat the Bruins. Bruins money line minus one thirty seven. It's one of the cheaper money lines we've gotten. I'll do you a favor. I'll keep picking against them. I'll book it. Every <laughs> time you. I book it, they fucking win. <laughs> and then really finally, annoying. Bruins over six and a half goals tonight against the Oilers. Wait, Bruins game over? Yep, six and a half. How is this going under? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How in the world is this going under? Don't know. This would be shocking to me if this goes under. I can't believe that. I can't. Be, well, I can't believe that it's not seven. Um, Swayman's why. Swayman's why and Edmonton's why. Um, because they could struggle coming off the road trip, home game dud. The Brewers were in the time zone. They probably been sitting there last night just hanging out watching. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going over. <laughs> it's going over. I would agree on that. All right, finally, favorite thing about today is what? Rob, Rob, big Rob just came in and asked last time the Oilers got plus money at home. That's a good, that's a good point. And I haven't been too many times the Oilers are getting plus money at home. Yeah. I have to go find that. There's a reason why. <laughs> What's the reason? Um, they're playing the best team that may be the best all-time regular season team in the history of the league. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. I mean, if you're going to say it like yeah. that, when it's 21, six and two on the road, I don't know. Maybe that's why they're getting plus money at home. Okay. I mean, you said it enough. Go. <laughs> it's enough. All right. Fine. 40, 45 um, wins. They have 45 wins. It's not even March. <laughs> 45 wins. It's really annoying. Did you see Maddie? I mean, he was like, yeah, we need against the Bruins. We yeah. need the, ho well, the hockey guys in the you All of a sudden it went to like the hockey guys in the room. Yeah, there was That's a fucking conga line for people going to bet <laughs> Bruins win the cup on the day they launched. It was just Bruins, 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 Bruins. Hey. I mean, what townie in their right fucking mind is actually betting against the Boston Bruins to win the cup? Come on now. Even like every every Tom, Sully, Tim, you know, every Mick in Boston is walking up going, give me the Bruins, give me the Bruins, give me the Bruins. They, they even sent Ray Bork in to do the first bet. He did the Bruins. Yeah, who, who is not, who is walking in being like, yeah, uh, give me the Hurricanes to win the cup. Give me, yeah. Like a record crack in the book. Like, yeah. What? What did you just bet? The who? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. No oh. one's betting against the Bruins in Boston. So <laughs> one way train. Favorite thing about today, one obviously the show and the the pre-show little meeting that we have before we start. Which for those of you behind the scenes, it's about three minutes sometimes, right. but it's a hell of a three minutes sometimes. This morning's three minutes was unbelievable, and it might involve another little lunch meeting where something got to get done. But my other favorite thing about today. 
is that I'm watching day baseball Ooh. and we got spring training started. We're a day away from the end of February, which means that March is here. October's the best month for sports because it's football related. But goddamn, March is great. Yes, yeah, March, March is close. March is so much fun. There is so much going on, and it's just it's more than college basketball. It's really meaningful NBA games along with some shit NBA games. Yeah. The NHL, if you haven't gotten involved yet, get involved. We got a trade deadline this week. We got big guests booked the rest of this week. We got I'm trying I'm working on something for Thursday to talk hockey trade deadline, Ooh. direct people involved and all this all other right. stuff. It's a great, great week and a great time. And I'm watching Mets Cardinals at 7-4 in the seventh <laughs> inning, spring training. It's going to warm up again here in Vegas soon. I can't Man, wait. But right now, on? favorite thing about today is right now, this 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 sports calendar. So we say this a lot to you guys who watch this show, and we say that we love you, okay? Oh. I, I can't really personalize, visualize, and vocalize everything that's going on right now with you guys, except Ooh. that like my heart is bursting for what you guys have done for my daughter. And – I mean, I thought you guys would come up and go crazy, but I didn't think you'd do this because when we initially started doing this fundraiser from Madeline's fun run, it's a thing you guys have no connection to. You have no ties to her school. You'll never be our element. Most of you will never meet my daughter. Okay. But I've got people like auntie who I say, Madeline, auntie donated $250. She goes, yeah, no, it's not his name, Matt or dad. It's not his name. Like, what do you mean? He goes, Auntie, like Mr. Dave, how he says it. It's seven <laughs> E's. That's it. She legitimately corrected me like you did. She said, Auntie. She knows you guys by name. She knows who you are. If she, I mean, I hope she will meet you guys someday because she yeah. wants to meet you guys. Yeah. Her eyes pop open this morning. She says she got passed yesterday. Okay. So uh -oh. she was number one. She got passed. And I told uh -oh. her, look, Madeline, somebody oh, passed no. you on the list. Uh -oh. And she looked at me and she's like, well, the brigade's not going to let that happen, right? It's like Madeline. It's like this is a fundraiser. She's like, yeah, I know, but I, they're not gonna let this happen, right? They they, they told me Wait, they're not gonna let this happen. It's like Madeline, this is not. You're raising money for your school. Come on. Well, you guys have decided. A guy in Tennessee who I love, whose name I'm forgetting. I apologize. Your handle. I'll get it right next time. Decided to brand this Maddie Monday, and he tagged like 15 people on his posts on both the daily juice discord and the brigade disc and, and the BBB discord. So this is Maddie Monday guys, get ready to go. I'm like, wait, what? Well, Madeline now is back in first place by $200. <laughs> we got to keep winning this insanity. Let's go. I mean, she, it was like somebody, somebody's dad wrote a thousand dollar check over the weekend to pop their kid up. So I was like, Madeline, it's oh. like, look, it happens. Okay, blah, blah, blah. She's yeah. like, well, well, the brigade's not going to let that happen. I was like, they, they told me it's not going to let that happen. I was like, oh, gosh, this is crazy. But first thing she said on the way out to school, am I in first place? Yep. Okay. Went to school bounding like she's the queen of the whole damn place. So I I couldn't be more thankful for what you guys have done. I so It warms my heart that you guys support in this way, that you're willing to just give 10 bucks to my kid to help her fundraiser, to help – you know, just a stupid 
fun run thing they're doing on March the 8th. And you guys are like, no, we're not this happen. We're here. We're here. We, we got you, Madeline. I had her tape a video this morning to say thank you. That's on our Discord channel. If you can go and check it in the BVB chat. Anyway, so my favorite thing about today is you guys because you're awesome. Like there's just no other way around it. You're just Tell the people awesome. again where they can get in the Discord channel for the BVB. BVB show dot com slash chat chat there's links to madeline's fundraiser in there right you'll see you'll see everything in there it's been awesome you guys have really done a great job with it it's super fun to be in there and to watch you guys talk to each other during the show and after the show and going from this chat to that chat is awesome and really a lot of fun so favorite thing about today is you guys i mean straight up everything you guys are doing it's it's phenomenal Tomorrow, Derek Stevens of Circa Sports will be on the program. We'll talk everything going on at Circa for March Madness and what's going to be happening for the Super Bowl and next mm. year's contests, mm-hmm. which I have a feeling they're going to be upping the ante for both Survivor Can and Can he Millions. race a guarantee again? I'm going to ask him that exact question. I think he's going to. I think he's going to. I really do. I think it's it's going to be pretty wild to see what happens with that. And the rest of the week, we've got some pretty cool guests lined up for the rest of the week. I want to thank Matt Lindemann from WinBet for coming in. He's always awesome. Great job on college uh, college basketball. Farrah, good job. He's Dave. I am Matt. We are back tomorrow for another episode of BBB.